Hello and welcome to Paper Tuesdays with Michael Dwyer and Mark Halpin. Our guest is one James Flood. James, your reaction to this clip, please. Oh. <laughs> How do you feel, James? Um, Dublin got what they deserved. Yeah. They didn't go out to play football. They went out to be tugs. Oh, right. But how happy are you? Like, what? Uh, I've a lot of money down with people on Kerry to win, so... Oh, this kind of year, I've said Dublin lose to Mayo and Kerry, hopefully kick the shit out of them in the final. Right. So I've uh, a couple of different bets on with Kerry to win the All-Ireland this year. Okay. And are Kerry definitely straight through to this All-Ireland final? I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I imagine Tyrone are scrambling to play this semi-final now, all of a sudden they know they're not going to be, could be playing Dublin. Like. Yeah. I think they kind of tried to draw GA's hand, didn't they? Saying we're not going to play. Like they, they've had COVID in the camp long enough. They knew. And it's it's crazy to put like it was the, it was it was there before the Ulster final, and yeah. all of a sudden cases of spikes. Like tough shit. Tough shit is right. Mm-hmm. Stop letting people up there on holidays. People from Gory under COVID. Tough shit. They got tough COVID. <laughs> Everyone yeah. else has um, had to get on with our Sligo thrown out earlier in the year for COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Sligo or shite. Farmana and other team were they affected by it? Like, where's their exception? Why weren't their games put back? And another, yeah, it's the same in actually um, in underage games. Um, you have to give a walkover. You can't postpone a game. I've seen Gory had to give a walkover in minor football against Kyneer last mm, week. Yeah. Did they? For COVID? Yeah. Mm. Um. But I thought you'd be euphoric. Like, this is Dublin, the six-time All-Ireland champions, knocked out. Desi Farrell runs off. No. Well, you didn't see it. See you didn't see it, I did you not? see the whole match. Oh, right. I okay. highlights. Oh, I saw it from the first, from half-time on, and to be honest, it was gripping now. supporting my local team. Oh, yeah. Eight. Fair enough. Nice. The, the Mellows. Yeah. 1-3 Mark Halpin. 1-3 Mark Halpin, yeah. Mm. But we didn't win, though, unfortunately, but we take a draw. Yeah, yeah. James, I've written a song for you. Um, I'm not sure how this is going to go, but I'm, I'm going to try it anyway, okay? Mm. Flash Flood, buckle up for storms and teacups. Flash Flood, you're in for a ride. James Flood's mind, God knows what's inside. It's time for Flash Flood. When we were in secondary school, we didn't get on. Now we're older, I know that he's cool. And he's surely not a con. Oh, oh, oh. Flash Flood, buckle up for storms and teacups. Flash Flood, you're in for a ride. James Flood's mind, God knows what's inside. It's time for Flash Flood. Son of Paddy and Deirdre Flood. <laughs> Paddy builds while Deirdre organises while a goalie. He was full-blooded, now a manager with many guises. Oh, opinions are plenty, committed to Katie. Not fond of the gentry. Sometimes the memory can be hazy. Oh, Flash Flood, buckle up for storms and teacups. Flash Flood, you're in for a ride. James Flood's mind, God knows what's inside. It's time for Flash Flood. All joking aside, James is a gem of a fella. Mark and him are mates since they were cubs. Maroon to the bone, a true red devil. For goodness sake, don't mention the dubs. Oh, flash flood. (laughs) That was unbelievable. Oh my God, that was so good. You you two are shitting themselves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a bit of you in that though, James. I hope that's what I wanted to capture, you I know. I thought, yeah, you've captured the whole Because whole Paper Chooses loves James Flood. You know, we we get letters all the time and they say, just just get James on on his own all the time. Now we have him here. Jim Norris will be delighted. Yeah. There was calls for a spin-off series, wasn't there? The armchair. Oh yeah, Jacko. Jacko was mad for a flood from the armchair. Mm. People want it. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash Paper Tuesdays. Namaste. And and you, but actually, Jack O'Connor, there, you have a great friendship with Jacko. What, what would you say fuels it there? Only, only for Jacko letting me pay rent and tea bags, I probably would have been homeless during college. <laughs> it's such a Wexford experience, all right, that you had. You know, you spent a year of college and you basically you didn't pay any rent for a year, but you, you spent many a four, night. Four years. Four years, was <laughs> it? Four years rent free. Wow. <laughs> But like you, you spent many a night on the couch, and you know the couch was there for you. Because yeah, it's like one thing I'd always say, any that I know going to UCD, like it's always give them a phone call if you need anything. Like it's, uh, it's great. Extra people tend to look out for each other up there as well. I found mm. like stick together. There's uh, the Wexford Mafia, we were yeah. known as for a while. Pretentious mm. bastards, everyone in UCD. <laughs> There's nothing pretentious about us. No, not about Jews. Just no, but there is a, a 
a cult effect, all right. And UCD, kind of, in fairness to it, is a modern one, but like, it, it's got its ag community, it's got its Wexford community, it's got, there's a lot going on there, isn't it? A lot of rural... It's very split up, yeah, you've a lot, uh, lot of different groups there. Yeah. I think the ag, ag lads, though, are the kind of life and soul, the whole place, if they weren't there, it'd be fairly shit. Hmm. Tell me this now, is, was there a socialist movement in UCD? Well, as there, was all, there, was all, there was always one fucking Egypt outside the the arts cafe, <laughs> like spouting this bullshit and smoking rollies, and you're just like, if socialism was so good, it would have caught on by now. Like, just fuck off. <laughs> uh, my parents were up in Dublin. Shout out to mommy and daddy, Shout and uh, Podge is also a Patreon supporter. Patreon, Shout out, Podge. and um, <laughs> the, he was. They were going by Kildare Street, and uh, there were seven people protesting outside uh, the doll, looking for Leo Redker's resignation over uh, the Marion Hotel. Seven people, and uh, the key organizer, uh, my father, said it wasn't her first rodeo. She was well equipped for the protest. So, yeah, Se- seven people. Yeah. But I, I get the same sense, you know, it's... it's you, uh, these, a population of how many? Yeah. Uh, who sees six people protesting and goes, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to be the seventh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what were they want, just want Leo out. And who was mm. the one who threw the coffee over Leo a while ago? Or was it coffee? Oh, I didn't know it was in notice. Phoenix Park or somewhere. See that? Uh, yeah, someone, Asian lady. someone attacked him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm, interesting. There's a lot. Was he shirtless at the time? Uh, no, no, I don't think so, for once. For once. <laughs> Uh, James, you meet St. Peter at the pearly gates. He says, James, my son, you have done great work as a manager and a statistician. Your dedication to your sport has been most admirable. We even like your flash floods. So if you just do one thing for us, we'll let you through the gates. James, please forgive Mick McCarthy. What do you say? No. 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 Won't allow it. It's laid out in the book. It's <laughs> all in the book. The book. book. The book. He was wrong. <laughs> was he wrong about one thing in particular? Oh, he was wrong about a number of things. How can you go out and play Holland and have players eating cheese fucking sandwiches? On white bread. It doesn't matter what colour the bread was. <laughs> but you're going out to play Holland in a World Cup qualifier. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank wasn't eating cheese sandwiches. No, he was not. No. Louis van Gaal made sure the Dutch lads were prepared right. <laughs> Cheese sandwiches. Cheese but fucking was, sandwiches. This was, was it 2002? Was 2001. It? 2001, this was. Was nutrition at that level yet? It should have been, yeah. They're professional athletes. Mm. Like, it's he went to Mick McCarthy, he had a meeting, we want pasta, cereals, chicken, all that kind of thing. Mm. And they get cheese fucking sandwiches. And he's told you should have asked for that. They did ask for it. Lads laughing and joking about it. Mm. Go out to Saipan. Basic organisation. doesn't need to be 2020 to make sure the fucking gear is where the competition is going to be played. Comes out two days after the players arrive. Should have been out there three weeks beforehand. Mick McCarthy was there two days before the players arrived. No. The players were on the island, mm. ready to train mm. for the World Cup, mm. and they had no gear. No gear. Yeah. Excuse me. Michael. You would have your gear ready for your yeah. underage yeah. running on a Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, cones and everything out, ready to go. And they were there waiting two days. Mick McCarthy, though, he's had an illustrious career. What's he won? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he managed he just world. had the nice big uh, world there. Yeah. Illustrious. <laughs> he's had more a bigger ma- career management than I have. <laughs> we, we shaped them. We shaped them. Harlan. them oh, ways. yeah. Oh yeah, we took an under-14 Harlan match once. <laughs> <laughs> the team was pulled out after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, in fairness, underage football. Good record. Good record. Yeah. We do. Good cop, bad cop. Good cop, bad cop, I think. <laughs> bad cop, worse cop, I think. So. <laughs> we put mm. the spit in their eyes. Yeah. Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing the bit of the arm pump there. Put the spit in the eyes. Put the spit in the eyes. James, so what's one change you'd like to see in society? One change I'd like to see in society. Less wingers. Less wingers. Right. More people just going with the flow. Ooh. Mm. So, I'm sorry now, but flash flood to me can be a whinge. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> but is there a paradox there? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I can, can do deny it. the I, paradox. I, 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 no I can do what I want. <laughs> yeah. You can. Yeah, you can. Doesn't... Because you go with the flow. Yeah. I see where we're going here. Mm. I don't want to give out about one or two things. I don't like give out the whole time. I'm not constantly going up to Kate and giving out about 
everything that goes on. Like right, no. you pick your battles. Mick McCarthy and the Dubs. Yeah, it's just two things. Two things. It's simple. And why can't we fucking fix them? And the fucking wasps as well. And the wasps. wasps. The wasps. <laughs> the wasps. They are fuckers. You can't stand vicious wasps. fuckers. Like, what's a wasp's job in life? Bar sting you and die. <laughs> what did they do? What did they bring to the table? Wasps and the tax man. <laughs> we get to the tax man in a minute now he's his own thing oh. you're Michael you're big into the bees and horticulture and all that kind of thing yeah I'd be open mind to it but sometimes I think it's about laziness as well like I think sometimes we have this rewilding movement now and sometimes right is it just because you don't want to cut the effing grass is that why you're <laughs> doing this thing but anyway I'll leave that for another day uh, the girlfriend said a couple last night evolution needs to find a way for the ACL injury to go away stop playing sport <laughs> <laughs> that would be one way. Mm. It, it just seems to affect a lot of athletes, doesn't it? It's mostly GA, though. Mm. Yeah, GA. Rugby has the least incidence of it. Really? GA and soccer have far higher incidences of it. Than you'd imagine. It's the kind of training they're doing, though. I would mm. imagine, like, overtraining would have a lot to do with it. Yeah. But they don't do the proper... We don't do enough... Rugby do a lot of strength work as well, like... And work on that sort of area where Yeah, like I, I've seen a young lads go into the gym and it's all fucking disco muscles and big biceps and all that kind of shit. Mark Alpin Fitness. Mark Fitness, yeah. <laughs> no one sort of ACL of me yet. Yeah. Not none of the mammies or James or anyone. No. On Saturday morning. <laughs> we got a good session in there yesterday morning. Oh yeah. We did. Brilliant. That's our trains. Castletown Healthy Club. Isn't it a great initiative, the Healthy Club? I think it's great that, you know, GA Club Society, you know. We want to become healthier in all ways and just, I like it. Yeah. We had a stall there a few weeks ago down the pitch with a load of fruit and all. And one of the parents came over and asked about 20 Benson. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. James, have you ever had a business idea? I have actually. Right. Yeah, myself and Shane are going to go around recording matches and doing stats. Isn't that right, Shane? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. What would you call yourselves? SJ Analytics. Oh, I love it. Sounds very sexy. Ahead of the game. Yeah. Full of sex appeal. That's just me, Shane, brings up the other aspects to the table. The raw, ferocious sexual energy, that's on me. Absolutely. Yeah, you spend a lot of time with statistics and analytics, don't you? Yeah, poor Katie called herself a GA widow. Usually <laughs> out five, six nights a week. Mm. Finish work out the door, gone off somewhere. Yeah, but I associate that with more like staying, spending all the time in the field. But you are you go home and Mark has commented before on the amount of stats that you keep and mm. that, that isn't the work that's done in the field, that's at home. No, like I'd be a big believer in using your stats to plan your training sessions. Like it's all well and good saying, yeah, we'll go do this, we'll go do that. But you need to bring focus to it. Like your stats mm. are going to help bring that folk. So you can, you can look and say, right, we're losing kickouts. Where we're losing kickouts, is it breaks? Is it clean catches? Do we need to do more moving on kickouts? How where are the scores coming from? All that kind of thing, and it just leads you to help plan your sessions. I think and mm. put a bit more focus into it rather than right, we'll throw a ball in and see what happens. Mm. I heard a story last night, right, from a certain member of my family who worked on a certain team with you in a management scenario, right. Shane, remember this story heard last night and uh, you were training on a certain field in Ennis Gordy and a certain groundskeeper oh, that bollocks yeah. so that apparently they were talking to the team up in the stands James a goalkeeper caught in this team so James about three goalkeepers as, as Brendan coach. would like to say assistant to the goalkeeper assistant coach. Goal, assistant <laughs> to was what Brendan thought my title <laughs> was but. assistant to the goalkeeper <laughs> but anyway James and the other uh, goalkeeper coach were down with the goalkeepers at the far end the lads were talking to the team in the stand and anyway Brendan said he turned around and saw the groundskeeper from the pitch Mark Waddle was the word he used the whole way from the gate down to the far goal where James and the goalkeepers were wagging the finger you couldn't hear what was being said but your man was wagging the finger the goalkeepers were holding their hands up like this and James for whatever reason was holding a tennis racket <laughs> where'd you get the tennis racket and all of a sudden James was standing over this man clenching a <laughs> tennis racket looking down at him and Brennan said he was ready for James to pull on him <clears throat> what happened there James basically he started fucking and blinding and I said I just said to him very calmly is there a need to speak like that in front of young lads and he, he kind of like, what, what, what? no, like Granda says, fuck off over there. We'll step off the pitch and we leave it at that. He was adamant you couldn't train on the pitch. Right. 
But why did you have a tennis racket? <laughs> Special goalkeeping training. <laughs> Is it actually? Firing tennis balls at lads. It's like dodgeball, you know, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. It's, it's kind of the opposite. If you can stop a tennis ball, you can stop a football. Oh, very interesting. Reaction work, things like yeah. that. It's like it's nothing, nothing fancy. Yeah. I can't help but think, um, you know, actually with these small children, they, they can be intimidated by the football. You think that a football isn't an intimidating object, but it just, can just be so big to little eyes. Uh, you're talking about very young children now, yeah. I presume. Yeah. Yeah, if, you're, if you're playing minor football and you're oh, yeah, yeah. by the football. <laughs> I, I do <laughs> do we have a problem there? No, no. <laughs> maybe football wouldn't be the game for you. <laughs> Badminton or something less threatening, maybe. Oh, don't, don't, don't talk shit about badminton around the doyers. You're talking to the son of us. Yeah, the bullet. The bullet. The bullet. The bullet wire. How do you get the <laughs> Badminton was big back in the 80s or whatever, but Gerald Lacey used to take loads of photos of them and they never made it into the paper and it's, it's still, it's a, it's a sore spot for... They're, they're in Jar's private collection. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard Jar as well, that's why he retired. Oh. oh. Shout out to Jar. Shout out to Jar who wouldn't come on the podcast when we asked him. No, no, politely declined. He said he belonged on the other side of the camera. Yes, that's right. <laughs> he, I think he put it in a more vul- vulgar term or self-deprecating way than yeah. I gave it there, which is kind of sad, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to Roshan Kinsella for the brownies. The best brownies I've ever tasted in my life. They're fantastic. And thank yeah. you to James for bringing some uh, resources as well. From Sean Stafford's. Best of brownies. Best of brownies. James, if you never took up GA or soccer, what other sport appeals to you? Cricket. Really? really? Yeah. 2020 or regular? All of it. All of it. Wow. So you know cricket. all the rules. I know how you score. Right. And that's kind of a lot of cricket. Catch it and you're out. And would you have the patience for it? Like this. I the 2020 like stuff. Oh, oh right. Okay. Like in and out, bingo, bango, mm. done in a couple bingo, of hours. Bingo, yeah. mm. Like the three or four day stuff, like that's just a glorified piss up. Yeah. Drinking in the sun. They have tea breaks. Yeah, and sometimes the sun could be too hot. <laughs> take, take off the fucking jumpers. <laughs> so I got, I got big into it with that series on Amazon Prime, The Test. Oh, right. Haven't seen that. It's yeah. um, your man Justin Langer over the Australian cricket team. After the whole cheating thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He comes in to kind of restore National Pride. Brilliant. It's great documentary. Okay. Interesting. James, what was the most recent thing that made you cry? really cry say when me dog died a couple of years ago poor Bertie the Bichon Bertie R.I.P yeah I remember buried in the bottom of the garden and now we have Ollie Doe who graduated from school Ollie graduated school yeah <laughs> he's um, a vicious fucker but at least he's trained he's very good I came in the other morning not bother on him I like you yeah doesn't like some people. Mm. Doesn't like him, the gummer don't get on. No, he needs the treats, doesn't he? Yeah, I love treats, yeah. yeah. If cop now, you just throw a ball for him. He's quite happy enough with that. He's just very high energy. He's yeah. Half a springer, mm. half a collier. Yeah. Full of beans. Mad mm. for old. Yeah. yeah. Um, James, name a cliche that you think is most true. Don't you may give me an example of What's a cliche? A cliche. Um, every dog has a stay. <laughs> That's not really a good cliche. Um, every cow has a silver lining. Um, the, 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 it's a game of two halves. Um, it's a game of four quarters now. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's, uh, I prefer it to, when I'm playing it. It's quite bad to watch though. So. Do you? Yeah, I you prefer think? the quarters as well. I think it works better. I was playing a junior league game and we didn't have water and like it was the first water break I had that was no water for the Did you not bring your own Kind water? of defeated the pro. Um, the rule is that's the way you do it. So yeah, yeah. The whole COVID thing. Yeah. No, it was just uh, there was no tap in the ground so yeah. There was no yeah. taps in any lads houses either to bring water with them. No, it wasn't It wasn't viewed as a priority. There were, it was no. kind of like that th- it was more important for the lads to come together and reflect on the last What match was that? It was only, it was only a, pre- a friend well Yes, it was a friendly junior league. Did you just win? No. No. That was the Ali match? No, prepare, prepare to fail. Yeah. Was yeah. that the Ali match? That was actually the Ali match. Shout out, Bellies. Should have had the water filled two hours before the match. <laughs> mm. Ready to go, like. Yeah. Preparation is everything, is it, James? Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that about you because, um, oh, we have a little bird 
oh, that's one of my favorite birds. That's a pipe whitetail. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, James, um, the water preparing for matches. Um, oh yeah, because in some ways I think that you're preparing for bigger occasions in your life. So when you're assistant to goalkeeping coach or whatever, that you are one day going to be manager of an inter-county team or manager of... Uh, uh, yeah, that's like, I think the more you get involved with things, the more you see, the more you can... Like, mm. Your good coaches are good thieves as well. Mm. You, like you go somewhere, you'll see, I like that, and you rob it and put your own kind of spin on it. Yeah. Like I've... The amount of teams I've been involved with, I've took something from all of them. That's interesting. Um, what's a cliche that you think is most false? Like, what, what phrase really grinds your gears? It's the new normal, isn't it? Oh, okay. It's the new normal. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. It's just mm. fucking said to spill fa- space, like, in yeah. conversations. Ah, sure, it's the new normal. It's not the new normal. Yeah. There's never been a normal. No. no. What's your least favourite cliche? Ooh, that's a great question. It's your uh, question. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's a great question because I haven't got an answer really. Um, I don't know what grinds my gears. I know. I, I, I think when people go, uh, and it's, maybe it's an Irish thing where we go, Asher, it doesn't matter. Self-deprecation or something. Because it does matter. Everything matters. Everything matters. So, even in small ways, but anyway, that's that's something that grinds my gears. There's my flash flood, if that means it. And you, Mark? You've so many. Staycation. So many. Staycation. Well, I, that's a free... Well, yeah, I suppose that is a cliche, isn't it? Staycation. I don't know. I'm just broadening the horizons for you. Mm. Yeah. I no. don't know. We'll, we'll just sit with that now, and we'll go to James. Uh, why do you enjoy management? <sighs> So it's no good as a player, so it's a chance to stay involved and, and do something. Mm. Play a role in, in something bigger than yourself. Mm. Yeah. Service, yeah, I like that. Mm. Um, James, if you were to be an animal, what would you be? A badger. badger. Ooh. You've got the hair for it, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Very hairy man. Vicious, fucker. vicious <laughs> okay. fuckers too. The badgers are. <laughs> oh, they are. The honey badger is the most aggressive animal on the planet. That's what we learned. Didn't yeah. we? Yeah. I, I just like the black and white lads. The black and white. Oh, right, they okay. are fucking vicious enough too. Yeah, there's some boy on them, mm. like a pit bull. I only seen one in real life, a week during the day. I think they're nocturnal. Yeah, animals. I seen one Donegal. Oh. He's gone chasing a lot of sheep. Oh, Cheers. What's yours, Michael? Butterflies. Butterflies. I do like a good butterfly. Um, birds, I like birds. What, what, what bird would I be, or what animal would I be? Mm. Um, yeah, I think I like the goat. There's something that's my spirit animal. Goat. Yeah. Why? Because they're stubborn. Stubborn. Kind of what, what kind of goat? A billy goat or a pup goat? A pygmy goat or a pig? They're okay. little small ones. Yeah, yeah, but they they have a bit about them. I thought you'd be a, uh, one of the pup goats that they throw up on the. Uh, in the in Kilgarvan, yeah, 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 you would be the pup goat. Yeah, I would actually. Yeah, I'll be up there for now for a weekend and feed me. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, would you be an animal? A baboon. Oh. I'd say I just like him. I like the whole intensity of it. Yeah, it's very. Did you see hmm. that in Dublin Live? They had a story about uh, an orangutan that took a child's tie, and the child thought that he was going to give it back to him. But I think he just destroyed the tie. Oh no! Yeah, in Dublin too. Yeah, the video was brilliant. Yeah. Like he drops it in the water in front of the orangutan, orangutan fishes it out with like uh, some bit of grass or like a stick or something, fishes it out, like starts giving the kisses and everything. Oh, this is very cute. Now he brings it up and like on the enclosure, there's like a, a rope going across over the walkway. Mm. So like everyone thought they had like orangutan going up there, going across like in there, all shit. When like, oh, drop the toy, drop the toy. Then he does rips it up. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and the child, right. and like the, the fluff out the inside is falling on top of the crying child. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Nature is the... <laughs> Nature is healing. Nature isn't a Disney film. You put that fucking mm. thing in a cage for its whole life. You think it's going to give you your toy back? <laughs> wow. There's a quote of the day. Mm. Um, I, oh, yeah. So I did, now I rang, ran out of questions. So I decided mm. I'd pick a poem for James. So I, I picked one from Emily Dickinson. And it's oh. called, I could not drink it sweet. I could not drink it sweet till you had tasted first. Though cooler than the water was, the thoughtfulness of thirst. What's that? 
What does it mean? I don't really know, but I thought of that. I thought of thirst and I thought of Guinness and I thought, ah, sure, that's a bit of James. The thoughtfulness of thirst. Does that mean the idea of the thing is better than the thing itself? Yeah. Wasn't a fan, fan of that poem, Michael. Were you not? No. Okay, maybe I should go for the simpler ones. Does, Dickinson does, does, is so rhyme. much packed into them. Oh, that there's no rain there. How I quit smoking was that I realised that I liked the idea of smoking more than actually smoking. Because ah. I was like, oh, I'd, like, I'd like a fag if I could be lovely. And then I'd actually smoke it. And after two puffs, I was like, this tastes awful and it's killing me. But yeah. I'm going to finish it. So then once I realised that, I was able to stop. That's very interesting. Thoughtfulness of thirst. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? How, you know, we think we need things like, oh, like um, every moment we're thinking, oh, I need a drink after I eat. And, you know, we're, we're constantly just a rolling uh, machine building up energy. Of want. Of want, yes. Yeah. Mm. A different kind of want. Yeah. Variety. Yeah. That's the human experience, I suppose. Any thoughts on that, James? A bit too highbrow for me. Oh. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, any uh, any thoughts that you want to get off your chest, James? Oh, geez, I don't know where to start. Mm. Speaking of animals first, actually, okay. um, there was a panther in Owlert. Good question, yeah. Was Adrian, about- Adrian Finn was in Owlert for the week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking as well. Like, <coughs> yeah. Have, we got, match. have so we got this? Or? Um, and, uh, I put the picture up on it. <coughs> on, on it. Yeah, but this lad... Like, oh, yeah. And the worst part is that he has people that are supporting this idea that there's a panther in Owlert. Yeah. That he has a group of friends. Like, he oh, yeah, said I it was know. about 50 yards in a field away from his home. He was in the, in the house and looked out the window. And he saw, first he thought it was a big black dog, but then he does hunting and he realized that it was a big muscular type of cat. It was massive, he said. <sighs> no. Probably one of those Newfoundland dogs, you know, the big black fluffy dogs. You know, it could have been as easy as a calf. I'm just, yeah. I'm sorry. Like the picture is awful. Like, <laughs> show us, show us the picture. You'd even question why they had it in the paper. That's that's. No. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a fucking black dot. Yeah, it's very fuzzy. Like, what did he take that for? Like a lad now just come out of the pub and fell or something on the way home. Trying to think up a story for it, maybe. Yeah. And apparently, uh, two days ago was the day that aliens were supposed to land on Earth. Oh. According to this film, I think the film is called Two... I can't remember the name of the film. 2714 or something. And apparently they predicted a lot of stuff that was going to be right. And this is a film that was out in the 80s. And on those days that the aliens were supposed to arrive, there was meteor showers. Really? And there have been meteor showers recently? Mm. That's No, that's what I mean. That's what... Like on the day, okay. they didn't predict meteor showers, they predicted the aliens going to arrive, but yeah. on those, at that day, yeah. there were meteor showers that night. Mm. Did you see, that awful shooting over in London there? No. It's Plymouth. Mm. Uh, this fella, he was part of a YouTube community um, that was into, they call themselves incels. Ah, um, that's not a community, Michael. Oh. Incels are people who can't get a ride. Involuntary celibates is what it's. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but maybe they're they're part of a group called Incels. No, no, you're you're right. Like in that, uh, I just hadn't heard it before. But basically, he has a YouTube account, and like it's it's uh, connected to Incel TV. Um, although in one of the videos, the man who committed just rant murder at random, and he said he wouldn't clarify himself as an Incel. Basically, it just seems he he became extremely frustrated. But you can't get right. Oh. Mm. Um. But he killed his own mother. Jesus Christ. He killed, um, he was 22 and he killed five people. Um, mm. This is so dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is dark. It is dark. Do we have any explanations of this or do Which we have any comments? He's an incel and he's frustrated. Yeah. Because no one will write him so he's taken out on his mother and killing everyone. Yeah. No, I don't know. I've done no research on this. Mm. They also said that it wasn't a terrorist act, but there's like that would be fairly terrifying. Like, mm. but there's people online complaining that it should be called a terrorist act because he identifies as an incel, says he hates women, and then he went and killed women. Mm. So, and his own mother. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Do you think like, you could kill anyone? 
I, yeah. Yeah? Mm. James? I don't need any more. <laughs> <laughs> no more questions, Your Honor. I rest my case. I wouldn't have it in me, no. I would, I think, in an, uh, defence circumstances. Yeah. You'd have to. If you had no food for a week, would well, you be able to kill someone? I, yeah, no, I don't think so. Murder? Ah, uh, maybe, actually, I don't know. I think our human species, I think if we had no food, if I had no food for four days, I'd be a very different man. I'd be much wilder opinions than I have now. Well, people fast to gain peace. Yeah, but they, do they fast for four days? Yeah. Right. People fast for a week. Do they? Mm. You can go 21 days without food, is it? Or is that war? I think it's 21 without food, 11 without war. Yeah. I'm sure, look at the hunger strikers, how long they went for. Bobby Sands didn't kill anyone. No. That's well, voluntary though. If it was involuntary, where you couldn't get food, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how would, would your view of a supermarket change if you couldn't get food for seven days? Like, would you? Like, why wouldn't I be able to get food though? Yeah, you've no money. No money. Yeah, and we leave you out in Kenya or somewhere. Become you know, in the John the Baptist and eat fucking honey and locusts and go around like a madman. Mm. Throwing lads in water. Mm. Do you see your man who's walking around in his speedos? Yeah. Speedo Mick. Speedo Mick. He's some boy, isn't he? Yeah. I can't he get was, over him. He's having I should said, uh, he's going to be arrested somewhere. <laughs> 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 yeah. He's an, uh, he's an English fella. He's in right shape, isn't he? He's doing some walking. <laughs> Where does he sleep? Does he, he has a tent, does he, or something? Does he? I yeah. don't know. I don't know much about him, but he's raising funds for UK charities. There. I think he's, he's raised something like 40,000 pounds. Is he? Yeah. yeah. some yeah. speedos. Oh, is I think mm. he's like known around Goodison Park for just going to the matches in speedos. Yeah. I love it. Very He's it's a very English thing, like going to football matches and taking your clothes off. And, mm. Like up in Newcastle, lads out in the freezing cold, belly hanging out over the trousers and all. I, I just I don't get it. Yeah. It's yeah. Like I don't see why lads go to matches and feel the need to take their clothes off. Right. Like seeing it, Tiny Wexford won the. Leinster final the lads up on hill 16 tops off and around the bed and just like what the fuck's the point in it? Like, get sunburned mm. yeah okay. yeah but your man has been doing it he, he must have a heart of goal because he's doing it with your man who um whose three children were killed by their mother and um he is some man he's set up three charity i know i mentioned him before but he's i think he started mother. for that young lad that young sunderland fella remember the young lad from sunderland that was really sick Bradley, oh yes, his name. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he. I'm not sure. I think he raised a few pounds from at some stage, maybe. Yeah, some gone. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you have any other stories? Um, Joe Duffy had a big row with someone there. <laughs> this was this a shock. This is mad. It sounded mad anyway. First of all, there was a caller in, and she said he goes to her. Are you related to? Um, Eamon Holmes and she was mm. so how did Joe know that and then anyway um, Joe Duffy was called a big big fat shite <laughs> by, uh, is this a few weeks ago yeah was this not discussed on the podcast already no no this was the train incident we had on the podcast train Joe yeah. Duffy that, that was, was a big row as well that was brilliant yeah it's live lines great bit of entertainment in the it afternoon is. yeah like the, he's only he's going to get cancelled soon because he's going to piss off someone or say something that'll be the end of Joe Duffy I don't think so I think Joe has more power what happened George Hook got cancelled what did George Hook do but, I don't know what did he do he, he was uh, storming a teacup rape, eh? rape yeah he insinuated that she was asking for it yeah oh. um, but Joe wouldn't well, come out with yeah. extreme opinions like George Hook I don't know you would think he has a few buried you know, I'd say he does, yeah. Where are the bodies? Where's the bodies, John? <laughs> are they cancelled? <laughs> right. I know, Joe will get cancelled. But, like, I think a nation like Ireland needs a Joe Duffy. Like, it's like, like a red needs, button. It like. needs, needs a few lads, like Eamon Dunphy, Joe Brawley, all them lads. Like. Yeah, but there's no one. They, they, yeah, absolutely. But, like, there's no one with the same public interaction as Joe Duffy. You know, it's like a red button. No, I'll complain. I'll go to the police. I'll the, go there. The I'll go one, to Joe the Duffy. Be, the best one I heard, actually, someone was on holidays and they couldn't get something. 
we were we were on holidays and this one was whinging, I want this and you know, I'm like, I can't have it, you can't have it. And your one turned around and says, if I don't get it, I'm going to ring Joe Duffy. And the next thing, the manager comes down fairly quick with what your one wants it. And that was it, problem solved. Like, mm. maybe we should all do that. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, I don't want to go to work this week, but I still want to get paid. And if you don't do it, I'm going to ring Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how that goes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Like, he's just, he doesn't, I wouldn't say like he's not, doesn't come out with a whole lot. It's just like, ah, yeah, go on. How does, yeah, it, how does it make you feel like it's not mm. he's not really asking too many probing questions no, no. there's a lot of tutting <laughs> go on go on terrible Joe terrible 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 go on go on yeah mm. James Man. anything else you want to get off your chest Roy was 50 this week delighted yeah. with that mm. you were delighted with that some great content around it go on go you on, brought the book on. anyway we have the book because we're getting to the end of Liam Dunn so right. we need a new book Right. And that's, is. Give us a page, James. You probably know a good page. Oh, he's photos and all in it. Photos and loads of photos. There's him and Martin Edwards. Former owner of United. He hasn't aged badly at all, has he? Like he's No, he had a picture the up there on Instagram and the man is in good nick for 50 years of age. Out walking the dogs. Was he have two Labradors? No, he's a German Shepherd now. Shepherd. Triggs is dead. Yeah. Go on, give us a page, James. I want to get the one where he goes over your man. Um, 102. 87. Have you read this book more than once? I've read it a few times. Often if I wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, I'll turn to Roy for a bit of, <laughs> a bit of guidance Mother on life. Mary comes. <laughs> uh, Northern Ireland's bitter sectarian divide afflicted football as much as any other sport of life in the North. Windsor Park, where we were due to play, was home of Linfield Football Club. Like Rangers in Scotland, Linfield was a Protestant club. For the first time in history, Linfield had recently signed a Catholic, a decision that caused great controversy. The player, who was also black, another major problem for Linfield's bigoted supporters, didn't last long, nor did the manager who signed him. Will I keep going? Keep going. Windsor Park was and remains a no-go area for Catholics, unless travelling in numbers to support a Catholic club. In 1993, no Catholic had managed the Northern Ireland team, although many of their most renowned players were Catholics. For all kinds of reasons to do with the ancient hatreds, few Catholic nationalists supported the Northern, Northern Ireland international side. Instead, they pledged allegiance to the team they considered their own, the Republic of Ireland. Many Northern Catholics travel the Lansdowne Road to support the Republic. Would I keep going? Yeah, right. You're telling it lovely. <laughs> Not surprisingly, the atmosphere in Windsor Park was loaded. Wonder why the BBC had decided to send war correspondent Kate a, a to cover the match. <laughs> we soon discovered the reason. Hate fueled chants about Feeney and Scum and Teague, Teague, Teague bastards. bastards greeted us when we took the field. The English born members of the party looked bewildered, knowing little of the history. Lads like Andy Townsend, John Aldridge, Tony Cascarino, and Alan McLaughlin were puzzled. What's this all about, Roy? Andy wondered. How long have you got? I replied with a laugh. What was striking was that... Sorry, now. Can you hold the book properly? Sorry. I'm only, oh. Don't be damaging the books. <laughs> what was striking was that the bile wasn't merely flowing from the terraces. The crowd in the main stand were just as ugly. The Northern Ireland team had rolled over at Lansdowne Road. Now they were up for it in a big way. I think the strange atmosphere may have broken some of our players' concentration and the level of resistance offered by the Northern Ireland lads surprised me. They really didn't want us to qualify. There was not much in the game for them except thwarting our World Cup aspirations. With that objective in mind, they really had a go. And after 27 minutes, Jimmy Quinn put them in the lead. Luckily, three minutes later, Alan McLaughlin transformed the game with a fantastic strike from outside the box. A corner from the right was cleared. Alan took it on the volley and the keeper never had a chance. We hung on, lifted by the news that Spain were in front against Denmark. We were true to USA 94. I was pleased, of course, to be going to the World Cup finals, but as the champagne flowed in the dressing room and the party continued on on our jubilant midnight flight back to Dublin, I felt slightly detached from the mood around me. My reservations about Charlton and Setters, the lousy preparations, our primitive way of playing the game, all the bullshitting and backslapping that accompanied this achievement caused me to hold back. I wasn't plugged into this scene. We got the right result despite doing almost everything wrong. I just couldn't forgive any of it and join the party. Unless things change dramatically, we'll be found out at the World Cup finals. Good one to finish on. He's never happy, is he? <laughs> no. I, like... The man is all about going to 
prepare and the best to do your best. Mm. And you hear the stories of what went on, like with some of the Jack Charlton teams. Ah, yeah, it was great. It was a bit of a laugh. Like, and maybe that was their own way of building this camaraderie and this great team spirit. But mm. this is a man that's 93, possibly playing for United at the time. Not sure. He might, he might have moved, just moved to United. Mm. Like, you're going to Manchester United, the biggest organization in the world. You're doing everything right every day. You're looking after yourself. You're not going out for a few pints before a match. You're not eating cheese sandwiches before a match. It's like it's you're preparing right. And I, I think to me he's the ultimate professional. Mm. Yeah, like everything is just we'll do it right. Do you ever like say to yourself what will Roy Keane do to kind of yeah yeah oh yeah I like that. <laughs> um, yes, James, you've you continue to amaze. Well, like you put, you pulled up a great point there about the English and not knowing their history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another thing that gets on my tits. The English, no, they're just like they're just ignorant. Mm. They're not taught in schools, or they're not taught about what went on over here. No, and like the, there was something during the week, um, some British. MP or something was given out about the wind that shakes the barley saying it portrays the English in a bad light <laughs> <laughs> and like someone turned around to him this all actually happened no it didn't what are you talking about he said obviously a Tory like yeah fucking idiot <laughs> bastards <laughs> like how can you be so ignorant yeah Breed showed me something there yesterday that uh, apparently when like you're writing a letter in English you say dear Michael or dear James or uh, to whom I may concern or whatever but in the Irish language a letter is always started with Akara so yeah. you address them as my friend first mm-hmm. instead of formally so whenever you're addressing someone you address them as your friend whereas yeah. the English are far more business oriented bastards cold hard mm. scum that's a simple contrast they just they come out with bullshit like yeah like you seen one one of them, oh, we invented this game and everyone's laughing at us like about the Euros. Mm. But then like they're saying most of the racist groups around the time of the Euros towards the English players actually came from England. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Then they think they knew that was going to come. Like immediately after it, just listening to the UK TV, TV coverage, you could tell that like they were saying, oh, they're good and we need to, you know, not be abusing them now. It was that sort of tone like. But like it's just... <laughs> Imagine having to come out on national television yeah. and say, don't be saying bold or like, mm. bad don't be racist. Don't be racist. Yeah. Like. yeah. It's like something out of Father Ted nearly. Yeah. yeah. You can't be doing that now. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's that fun. never happened in Ireland. Imagine, like, no one had ever abused Paul McGrath racially. Like, no. Jesus, no. For having wouldn't. a bad game or missing a fucking penalty. Like, it what might happen it? today, maybe. Do you think? I don't think the Irish. I don't think like so. The, I've seen Aidan O'Shea saying, oh, people say horrible things on Twitter. I think Twitter's a horrendous platform. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's a cesspit. I don't choose it. Like, I, I have a couple of coaching things, stats things I follow on it. That's about it. Like, yeah. Like, for some reason, I'm getting all these bullshit notifications. Like, things I don't actually want. Really, things I don't want. Where is it? It's buried in the back of my phone here. And it's just... Like, I don't I don't want to know about this. Why am I getting told this uh like this Ewan McKenna fella? <laughs> Do you know him? He's a sports journalist. I I don't know who he is. But like rights aren't rights if someone can take them away, they're temporary privileges. For me that shook me to the court this last eighteen months, knowing the bane for removal of more comfort is the same. You might not like me. Like just bullshit. I don't want to see that kind of shite like recommended for me. An old one here. I have some news. I had chest pains in Waterford during University Hospital where tests are showing I need a triple bypass. <laughs> can't, it can't be done here, but they're shipping me off on Sunday by ambulance to the matter or to the matter for the operation early next week. Wish me luck. Who's that? <laughs> Mary Darrington. Look, Mary. Best of luck, Mary. Best of luck. But like, <laughs> Take it, Andy. I don't want to see that kind of thing. <laughs> I don't like the. I don't really care about Mary at the end of the day. Like I don't know who she is or where she comes from. Stuck Mary. And what else is there? <laughs> Someone else. I have a bit of personal news, folks. I've known this for a while, uh, but today seems like a good day to, to share. Today I celebrate my fiftieth birthday. Like happy birthday! Who is it? Who, I don't. 
Michael Crone. Happy birthday, Happy Michael birthday, Mike. Just, that man. No. Can we call this episode Happy Birthday, Michael Crone? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's this? There's, like, there's vaccine passports. I'm all for it. Like, I don't want to see tweets the lads giving out about them. Mm. Like, it's, it's just like, fuck off Twitter. Like, what's going on with the algorithm? I don't really get these whole algorithm things, but those are shite in my book. Mm. I'm the same. Why do we look at it? Like, I go on Snapchat every Sunday morning and all I see is just people drinking shots. <laughs> I spent half an hour watching that. <laughs> I got rid of Snapchat. Those are shite. Facebook's going to follow fairly soon. Oh, yeah, Facebook's the worst of it. They're all gone to the dogs. All of them. All of them. What's there's next? No, there's no, there's no crack on them anymore. No. Like remember in school, if you became friends with a young one, all of a sudden you'd have comments oh, coming in left, right, and center, and, yeah. and likes, and, yeah. and you'd be absolutely mortified. Oh God, this is terrible. At the same time, be there. Fuck, this is deadly. Yeah. More of this. <laughs> like that crack has gone over. Yeah, and mm. you can see the best friends on Snapchat and all. It's all gone. It's all gone. No devilment. No, no. none yeah. at all. You don't have Michael Dwyer up the front of a bus no. destroying people. No, <laughs> creating trauma <laughs> that was great so yeah. what we used to do I don't know people listening that weren't on the bus or whatever like yeah. we used to go to it could be anything it could be the Dwyer Tours or it could be a school hurling match it could be a school football match it could be a procession for a funeral <laughs> Michael would be up the front of the bus <laughs> and what you do is you text Michael and he wouldn't get, be anonymous so you'd know who sent the message but yeah. no one else would and they'd re- he'd read this out on the microphone with Matty beside him. Matty Cousins, yeah. And a lot of them were to do with Michael and Matty sucking each other that's off. Not, <laughs> that's not the gear stick, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were great. I might yeah. read out the message on the microphone. And did, did McCarthy and Wickham travel on the... Oh, a couple of times, yeah, Wickham definitely. Place, yeah. I remember they did a club bus that they, they were definitely children too young for what was going on. But anyway... <laughs> They were the good old days. <laughs> the yeah. good old days. Yeah. Yeah. The summers we took for granted. Yeah. But you know, there's never. I was only saying to Katie the other there's never going to be another Thirsty Thursday like there was in McGovern. Do you think? No. But like that was just mad. Remember, we like we were minor footballers at the time and mm. somehow getting in for a couple of pints. But like you'd be fucking training. You'd move nearly get the lads to move train to seven o'clock so you could get out for eight, showered, washed in town, get a few pints before it gets too busy. Mm. Used to be able to get five vodkas in a pint glass for a tenner. <laughs> and the streets, like it wasn't even like the, the pub was full, like the streets were full. Yeah. The chamois lane. And you'd run up to get no the, you'd, but it. you'd run up to get the stamp as well. Yeah. You yeah. were talking about the stamp last week and it all brought it back to me. You'd yeah. come back down then after you get the stamp. Yeah, we ruined it for the rest of them, didn't we? We had our fun now. Like we have a fucking great crack though. Mm. Thursday night mm. out. Where I met Katie. Was it? Thursday night in McGovern, yeah. Oh, Went up and laughed at her and said, ha you shifted Gavin's stamp last ah! week. <laughs> and it all no went way. from there. Yeah. Wow. She's not shifting Gavin's stamp anymore. We hope I not. hope not. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just the madness though, those Thursday nights. Yeah, they were, and it'd be a Thursday and then you might take a Friday I remember, off. I remember Saturday. the old lad, you had the old lad that'd stand on the steps there as well and he'd be in the middle of it and he'd be fucking delighted with all the... In his Leinster the, jersey. Yeah, delighted with the goings on. And the, <laughs> coke, and the coke man. The coke right? man, yeah. Coke. You know a coke. Coke man? Coke used to stand on the stairs and just every so often you go, coke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coke. yeah, yeah, there, that was a coke man, yeah. Like, how are all them lads in lockdown? That's oh, what I want yeah, to know. Yeah, how are they getting done? He stands at his own stairs. Yeah. <laughs> But like, is, is Cormac from Hall still working in McGovern's? No one knows. No, no, who knows, like? No one knows. Yeah. Who's going to look after the top bar now with him gone? <laughs> James, I've to head, I'm afraid, but I... I'm not finished, you may say now. No, you go on. Oh, you go on, yeah. Well, continue, go on. Right. Do you have much more to get after your test, James? I do. All right, what do you want I to do. talk about? I miss French's on a Thursday night. I wouldn't go to French's on a Thursday night. No, though. I missed the trad on a Thursday night, you know. With Sean Sheridan. Just so whoever, like, lads in there. Bye, Michael. Good luck. Cheerio. Miss Thursday nights. Miss being a young lad and not having a care in the world. But did you really not have a care in the world back then? You had leave insert. Yeah. You had college. But you know something? They're fucking small compared to what's going on now, like. I don't know. I'm a lot happier now than I was at that age. I I'm for being adult. Yeah, but I like just the freedom of college. Mm. freedom on the road freedom from tax freedom from 
all that kind of thing. Like you just go out and do you. And so what if you had a lecture Friday morning? Nobody really cared whether you went to it or not. No. No. Can't do that for work on Friday morning. Like people care if you don't go to work now. Yeah. Yeah, but see, that was on your own bath as well, though. Like, you could end up fucking failing if you didn't go on a, a Friday morning to a lecture. Nah, my, 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 my Friday morning lectures were generally... I'm sure I used enough. to go to your lectures. Oh, yeah, I remember the first time you came to UCT. <laughs> yeah. What one was that for? Was it, uh, it was a history one you history came to? History one, no, I don't know what the topic was. I didn't pay too much attention. You were fascinated by theatre, L. Oh, it was huge. It was like, I'd never seen anything like it, because I was still in sixth year. I think I was supposed to be in school that day, actually, but I was in college. And we had been in this big fucking amphitheatre and this fell in a trench coat at the top. Mm. And you were like, look at this lad now, this is great. And I sat there and I was bored out of my mind for an hour. <laughs> but, uh, probably Paul Rouse or someone. No, I can't remember who it was. Were you ever in theatre in UCD, Robbie? No. No? I'd recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. What's? What's? Where did you go to college, Robbie? Uh, went up to DIT first. Mm. Uh, Kevin Street to do computer science. Last mm. two months there. And then went to Yardstone Academy in Bow Street and now I'm in IT Cardo. Mm. So. Computer science is tough going. It's fucking, oh, it's like three hour algebra lectures. <sighs> Don't Starting the class, I wouldn't know what I was going on. And by the end of it, I fucking doubly didn't know what the fuck was going on. But yeah, fair play to whoever stuck it out. Or finished now and probably driving a Ferrari or something. Mm. <laughs> it's no money in IT. Um, yeah. I don't think there is any. Yeah. Maybe someone else must be getting it. I'm not. Not getting enough of it. Money in AI. Artificial insemination. <laughs> is that what What's-His-Face is doing? We had to do it. I was out in a farm in Australia and we had to do AI in all the cows and I had this Indian fella. It was me, an Indian fella, and a Vietnamese lad who was five foot tall. And we had all these cows. In How many sp- cows was there? I'd say now there was about 300 on the farm, but we around 50, I'd say, in a pen the size of this room. Or not, a bit bigger than this room. Maybe like As much as you can fit three cows and me and two other lads in it. Right. That was it. And we were slapping the cows and trying to get them all in and they wanted none of it like we were being pushed up against the gates and it's a raw enough fucking ordeal. And did you always have the glove and I didn't get the glove now, the other fella did, but he You had to go it. in the other fellow was doing no this kissing, like he enjoyed it way too much, the lad who was doing this. He'd sl- he'd like rub their arse and say, Good girl and like They have an Austin fan in of Yeah. Michael O'Reilly was big on that. On the AI. Oh, I loved it. Did he? I didn't I, no, I didn't listen to him much to him, but uh, we used to have casual Fridays with Mick O'Reilly in class. Me and Mob and Groge used to take our ties off and he went away for him to notice. Some days he didn't notice. We'd take our ties off in class and we'd just have a casual Friday and every so often he'd go, Mark, Mark. I used to do something sure. like that with Bart Murphy. Do you mm. know the way the, the rule was you can't wear jackets? Mm. I used to sit down the back and see how long I'd get away with wearing a jacket for. <laughs> Jacket off, Mr. Flood. Yeah, literally, he literally, he wouldn't, he'd just point at me, like, just. <laughs> and I'd pretend not to see him. <laughs> and he'd start, he'd start walking down slowly then, and he'd be pointing, like, everyone would be working, and I'd be there, just, this is a great crack Irish now on a Friday, doing fuck all. <laughs> Myself and Mac playing dead arms down the back of the classroom. Do you remember the day I came into your maths class? Oh, that was great crack. I'd got kicked out of my own class. <laughs> And I was wandering around the corridor and I saw James and Stamp, was it? Stamp, Stamp, yeah, Stamp was there. And uh, they go, I, they go, what are you doing? I was like, nothing really. Like, <laughs> they go, come on into our class. You were still waiting outside, the teacher was late or something. And, <laughs> and he asked her, could I sit in? I'd know where to go. And she said, fine, just sit down the back and don't make any noise. And uh, I definitely made noise when I went in as well. You are too bad. You got about 10 minutes over. <laughs> I think you see the two euro coin in her pocket. Yeah, can we bleep the teacher's name actually? <laughs> right. So I seen uh, I seen she was standing up at the top of the class giving the fucking lessons on trigonometry. trigonometry. And I seen she was wearing tight jeans and I could see in her pocket was a circle about that size. <laughs> and I, I was like, I was, either, was it you I was sitting beside her? Yeah, yeah. I hit James Box and I go, like, she has a Johnny in her pocket. <laughs> And two of us burst out laughing and then I got kicked out of that class as well. <laughs> that was good crack. Yeah. Sounds harmless now. Probably it was harmless. It was harmless back then, yeah. There was no harm in giving you got hopped in school. No, no, I was never um, aggressive or anything like that towards teachers. I just, any of us, like, there was no, deal, no harm. It was just... 
it was just messing. Damn. We got away with an awful lot. Like Jay's at that bench, we was the cable tie lads bags and hat. Your hat got cable tied to the bench at one stage. Good woolly hat, yeah. Um, what else happened? Someone got so <laughs> two lads. One of them had got surgery on his arse for an ingrown hair. <laughs> yeah. And uh, before that, someone had done something to him. <laughs> so he got. He took. He had a nappy on his arsehole, basically, like a, a bandage. Took off the bandage, pulled out the ingrown hair that was in his arse, and put it in this other lad's roll that he got for lunch. And your man heard this story. Hit the roll. <laughs> it was quite rough. Beat it I'll tell you who it was after. Oh, it was that we got away with awful fucking, awful messing. And then you had lads like the worm, and we had a, we had our own doorman for the bench. Out into the quad. Chitty. Yeah, we had a doorman. We used to give him, we used to pay him. He'd, he'd stand at the door. I never fucking paid him. And he'd open it for us, the double doors, and you'd give him a euro or 50 Where was cents. This now? At our bench. The doorman, Sam, the Outside doorman. Outside the music room? Uh, no, the other bench down below. We were, remember, we didn't have that music bench up there. We were down the far end, the lower end. Oh, that one. That yeah. one. We had a doorman down there. We used to pay him. I never done any of that. No. Probably snarled at him once or twice, man. Yeah, we were paying him. He was doing a good job. How much were you paying him? Ah, just whatever, you know. Just whatever he had. He was like the, the lad in the toilets in a nightclub. <laughs> the lollipop man. The lollipop man. Another time, then down in Area 3, we had uh, Miss Yagwe, my Spanish teacher. I had her in sixth year, yeah. And you were in the opposite room. <laughs> yeah. So there was a wall in between the two rooms, and I Naturally. knew I knew they could hear us. So I used to shout James and Gavin's name through the wall, like while the teacher was in the class. <laughs> I got kicked out of that class a few times, and another time, uh, oh, I called for pass. Called for pass. <laughs> so I uh, there was a fella who sat up the front of the class, and uh, he was good at Spanish, and I wasn't. And the teacher asked me a question wrong once, and I got it wrong. And he laughed at me at the top of the class. So layer on, layer on in the class, he got a question wrong. So I got my, I got marker and I wrote Paul for pass on the hard part of my hardback. And I got blue tack and I stuck it up on the wall. I ripped my hardback back off and I stuck it up on the wall and I started tapping it like that. (laughs) Got kicked out for that as well. Uh, The same class then we had, we were in the science, I had biology beforehand. And there was a load of candles there. And I was sitting beside a lad who had a lighter, so I brought all these candles to Spanish class and I put them on the out perimeter of my desk and I lit them all and I put my head down on the desk like that. And the teacher came down and asked me what I was doing. I told her I was having mass. She kicked me out. <laughs> was that pretty ugly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The three of them stories were almost... Yes, you, you gave her a black hardship. It wasn't... Yeah, but I never... like I Again, I was never... Well, I suppose I was disrespectful to her trying to teach a class, like shouting through it or whatever, but I was never one to, you know, give teachers abuse or anything like that. Was, I was more trying to entertain myself because... I, I, there's none of that goes on with community school at all now. No, it's a very efficient system now, yeah. isn't it? I haven't been in it, obviously. I've just heard there's like no messing goes on anymore. No messing. We kind of got sure. We had... Uh, we we were last sweet year to be hip crack. Yeah, because we had, when I was in first year, you would you would sweep me in the second year as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, and things were kind of a lot more lax standards. Oh, kick, very lax. Kick the bottle and let yokes like that go on. Peter, remember who was it? Peter Stewart had his nose broke one day doing that. He kicked the bottle. He kicked the bottle, did he? Yeah, mm. he was more pushed into the bottle. Yeah. I used to love when girls would get brave and go and kick, kick the bottle, the bottle yeah. and they walk on all the light and next thing someone would squirt a bottle of water in their face. Yeah, yeah. Or like, you'd hear Stella Kyo coming down the corridor really slowly. You'd hear her, her heels hitting yeah. the floor and you'd see her look staring at lads walking really slowly looking at the bottle and looking up at them and keep walking then. <laughs> we we done it outside a certain teacher's room one day. Well, I, like everyone was outside. I wasn't. I wouldn't be one for that kind of carry on now mm. but I just remember this certain teacher leaned there was a lad walking down the corridor this certain teacher leaned into me and he just said make sure this lad kicks the bottle will you <laughs> Clo- close the door pulled the blinds down <laughs> and, and walked away and, and the word slowly went down make sure this lad kicks the bottle <laughs> Jesus Christ three guesses who who it was oh I already yeah. know who it was yeah yeah like them, just go crack. You miss all that. You miss that, right? I wonder if it, was, it might still go on. It might still be a bit of cracking there. You wouldn't know. You're a bit closer to that age, Shane. Ah, uh, still going on while I was in there, anyway.
And I remember hearing that story about making sure that your man hit the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Little Gora, your man was. Yeah. I think we're leaving it at James. I'm going to go to Seafield. Yeah, I think so. Sounds good. All right. Ta ta yeah. and farewell. Bye, God bless.